everyone, and welcome to another episode of Friday Finds for December 8th, 2023. I'm your host, Lynn Schneider. Thanks for tuning in today. So our first story is about the podcasting industry. And if you're like me and you peruse the tech press a lot, you will notice that you'll see a lot of things talking about how podcasting is dead and or, you know, how it was just a fad, just a craze, and it's the boom is now over. There was an article that I saw in TechCrunch that I thought was interesting, and it was titled, Everything You Know About the Podcasting Industry is a Lie. So in the article, they talk about podcasting and how there was a ton of VC, um, venture capital investment in the space. And companies like Spotify wanted to kind of scoop up all or many of the small podcasting companies. And they wanted to sort of own the space, so to speak. And now, of course, um, this week we know that Spotify has laid off 17% of the company, which is the third round of uh, layoffs this year. And they canceled two of their acclaimed shows. But as the author of the article points out, much of the problems that Spotify had were sort of self-inflicted. They overinvested in the space. They spent a lot of money really signing on big names and they really wanted to be the place where podcasts originated and were monetized, etc. And unfortunately, they prioritized growth over sustainability. So it was all about subscribers. And I know that as a creator myself, you can get obsessed with the algorithm. But of course, if you have advertisers, they are going to get obsessed with the algorithm because they want to see that they're reaching as many people as possible. So they want to know the download numbers, etc. But one of the things that Spotify did when they bought these small companies and they signed on these big names is that they restricted them to the Spotify service. And we see this often where a company will buy up, um, for example, a YouTuber and say, you know, you, you know, in order for you to your listeners to enjoy this particular creator, they have to subscribe to something like Spotify or whatever other service. And consumers may or may now a lot of people are really suffering from subscription fatigue in general. And so essentially what's happening right now is that people are evaluating, they're saying, what am I spending money on? You know, all these subscriptions, all these um, contracts that I'm in, and maybe my own economic situation isn't the best. But unfortunately, Spotify's issues have been generalized to the entire podcasting industry. And that is really a false representation of what's happening. Most podcast creators are not, you know, millionaires. They don't have these huge contracts where they're getting ton of money for what they're doing. Most creators are sort of more small 
niche. They have niche audiences. Um, like, for example, we are a partner of, of IACast. And IACast, although it's not exclusively, you know, an, a blind and visually impaired audience, we do sort of skew towards that particular uh, demographic because that's what we know best and we communicate best. Um, but it doesn't mean that we're completely um, in the in the blindness and visual impairment field. We try to branch out and we try to have as as wide an audience as we can. But I think a lot of times people gravitate to podcasts because they have something special to add or they are a, a member of a a community and it may just be that these large creators were just not giving companies like Spotify the economic returns that they had hoped for. Unfortunately though Spotify is sort of setting the tone for the entire podcast industry and that's why we're seeing a lot of people saying you know podcasting is dead or whatever and that's not true. That's looking at one small part of the podcasting realm. It's not looking at the entire state of podcasting as it currently is. One thing the article says that I think is absolutely true is that right now there's a disconnect between the realities of the creator economy, which podcasters are part of, and the investment realities. So investors and creators don't always think alike. Creators are are preoccupied with your content, with sustainability. How are you going to pay for servers? How are you going to pay for equipment? Uh, you know, burnout is an issue. People have algorithm anxiety all the time because you're just wondering what the audience wants, who is your target audience, etc. And especially when you're not only trying to please your audience, which is really the most important, but you're also trying, if you have advertisers, obviously you're trying to please your advertisers as well. And this often puts creators in a difficult ethical space, as we know on YouTube, where creators have gotten caught up in scams and have found themselves having advertisers that are, are a little bit less than ethical. So then the creator actually gets a lot of the backlash when that happens. You know, you, you advertise frozen meats in your podcast and then somebody gets salmonella or whatever, then a lot of times this will go come back on the creator. So there are all sorts of issues that creators deal with. And so as an investor, you're not thinking about these issues. You're looking at numbers, you're looking at, you know, is this making money or not? And oftentimes, you know, again, there's a sort of um, disconnect between the investors and the creators. So now creators are sort of on their own out there trying to find connections, trying to find networks that where they can, you know, get at least a small economic benefit from their hard work. And now that um, there has been sort of a, a sense that 
podcasting is not a viable industry or that it's not interesting to people, then you're seeing a lot of advertisers not want to get into the space. And unfortunately, because Spotify is so big and so, so much connected and associated with podcasting, you know, it's important to remember that podcasting is in many ways a strange endeavor because it really relies on people producing content. And oftentimes creators are really like almost like their own small business. They have to think about promotion. They have to think about content, advertising, all these different things, algorithm. So it's not just the creative process, which is challenging enough on a good day, but it's also these other things that have to be thought about and considered. And the nice thing about belonging to a network, well, like Spotify, for example, is that a lot of these things are done for you, right? But in return, they're going to really expect the algorithm to show that the effort they're putting into you is worthwhile. And this is not the fault of the creators, but unfortunately, podcasting doesn't always make the millions of, of dollars that that investors want to see. Sometimes you don't get a whole lot in return except the feeling that you are communicating with an audience or a group of people that sort of shares your values and your interests. Well, I know that as kids, many of us were read bedtime stories to by adults. And as an adult, maybe you have a certain voice that you would love to be able to read you a bedtime story. Maybe it was a soothing voice, like a some kind of movie character or cartoon character or whatever. So according to an article in CNN, there is a new bedtime story that's voiced by Jimmy Stewart. And of course, it's been 26 years since J Jimmy Stewart passed. But just in time for Christmas, there is a new story that, bedtime story that you can get with the Calm app. And it's part of their sleep stories. And, you know, Calm is the app that it's sort of meditation. It's a sleep aid, helps people sleep a lot. It's very popular. It is the premium version, though, where you can get this particular story. And basically what they've done is they've used generative AI to take about a few dozen minutes of um, Jimmy Stewart's shows, like It's a Wonderful Life, and use that to train its voice model so that the text can be um, Jimmy Stewart's voice. And this is all with the approval of his family and estate. So Calm actually did the production, and it's actually a Ukrainian company called Respeacher. I've never heard of it. They are the ones that did the voice cloning. Um, and they've done other people like Vince Lombardi. They've done Luke Skywalker. They've done some other, several other um, voice cloning projects. And actually his daughter said that 
She loved the fact that technology would allow her dad's voice to be used to read a story to people. And she says that she's really happy to see that even today his, his voice is helping people find restful sleep and sweet dreams. Uh, and yeah, so this, it seems like this is something that the family is happy about. And I guess we'll see more of this type of thing. Um, if you like Jimmy Stewart's voice, they say it's, well, it's very similar to his voice. Like you, you might not even recognize that it's an AI remake, <laughs> I guess you could say. But yeah, this is exciting, I think. Um, so if you want to check that out, it would be on the Calm app, on the premium version. When I don't know if Calm is voiceover accessible or it, and I'm not sure how much the premium subscription is for Calm, but you might want to check it out if you are a Jimmy Stewart fan or if you just like someone soothing to read you a holiday bedtime story. There you go. So in our last story today, I did want to point out something that I've noticed in looking at news from the blind community uh, and especially some of the lists. And there are several new projects and new things happening in Android when it comes to blind and visually impaired folks. Now, of course, Android has for a long time had a suite of accessibility tools that includes TalkBack and different um, things for low vision folks and others. So, you know, these tools have been there for a while, but we haven't seen acceptance of Android in the blind community as we have with Apple and VoiceOver and Windows. And I think it's interesting. I know that in discussions in certain places on IACast Network, of which I am a member, we have talked about how we can increase our platform diversity, how we can go from just being super Apple-centric to sort of expanding out and thinking about and, and, and studying and being more aware of other platforms, Android being one of them. Now, recently, Microsoft has announced that Seeing AI, an awesome app that many of us use in the blind community, it will read text to you. It will help you identify things, barcodes, um, even describe scenes. I think it has a currency channel. It does all sorts of awesome things, and it is free. It's, it's right in my scanning app folder. But there have also been some other apps that have recently, um, you know, included Android in their options. So things like Be My Eyes, that's another awesome, awesome free app that blind folks have come to really depend on. And of course, these many of these apps now have incorporated AI into their suite of um, tools because this allows the apps to do some things that they couldn't do before. Be My Eyes also has a way that you can connect with humans, with real people. If you have a question that's complex or you just prefer talking to a person, but there are other apps 
as well that have seen um, their apps being ported over to Android, like Envision AI. This is another app that does similar things. They all, all of these apps may do similar things, but they all have different strengths and weaknesses. There's one called Blazarillo, um, and it is a GPS navigation app. Um, and all of these are, are on Android now. So when you get an Android device, like for example, the, the Pixel or, you know, different um, Samsung devices that are Android and compatible with this um, accessibility suite that is built into Android, and you go into the Play Store, you're gonna now find quite a few apps that are accessible to um, blind folks. So I am really excited about that. So there are many tablets and smartphones now that are Android-based and do have the accessibility suites included. Now, Bookshare and NLS are two services that provide books and printed materials in accessible format, and their apps are also now on Android. So it's pretty exciting to think that if you purchase an Android device and you go into the Google Play Store, you're going to find some real viable options. This is really going to open up a lot of possibilities for people. And I really believe that it's in our best interest to have access to as many platforms as possible. Access to the interesting, the entertaining, uh, educational apps that our sighted peers have access to on Android as well. So, you know, there have been some barriers. And I think one of the biggest barriers is getting people to change their habits, right? Once you're in that Apple walled garden, you seem to want to stay there because it's kind of comfy cozy and it has all all the tools and things that you're used to using. But again, you know, there are disadvantages of getting stuck in one particular platform. So with that being said, we're going to sign off for this week's episode of Friday Finds. But we really do encourage you to give us your feedback. We love that. And if you want to send it to us, we are at feedback at fridayfinds.show. We are available on Apple Podcasts, on the main IACast podcast feed, as well as IACast Radio. And we also have our own website, which you can visit by going to fridayfinds.show. Again, I thank you very much for listening, for tuning in, and for sharing the podcast. And I hope to see you again next week. Hope you have a great weekend and a great week ahead. Thanks a lot, folks.